Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm Tanya Ransom, creator and executive producer of Nightlight, a horror podcast featuring creepy tales written and performed by Black creatives from all over the world. This week, a stranger arrives for a visit. But before we get to roommates and midnight snacks, I want to say thanks to our newest patrons, Azure, Mary, Kevin, and Dolores. You too can enjoy ad-free episodes and help us pay a living wage to everyone who works to bring these stories to you. Just go to nightlightpod.com slash legion to join the Nightlight Legion and get a shout-out on the podcast, plus occasional bonus content. You can also make a one-time donation to support us at nightlightpod.com slash donate. And don't forget, Nightlight merch is available, and you can support us by sporting Nightlight-branded gear. Just go to merch.nightlightpod.com to get your t-shirts, hoodies, notebooks, and more. Now sit back, turn out the lights, and enjoy the 1 a.m. knock. Written by Torshe Johnson and narrated by Phaedra Eason. Ava's fists wrapped against the door in a furious panic, matching the speed of her pounding heartbeat. She threw a nervous glance over her shoulder, her eyes wild and green like the dense forest surrounding her. On the other side, Owen glared at his front door rattling excessively. He was a heavy sleeper, but this had woken him up. He glanced at the shotgun mounted on the wall just right of the door and lifted it with his large hands. The last time he'd opened up his home to a stranger, he'd ended up with a busted lip and nasty scratch on his face that settled into a mean scar. Simply put, he was wary of strangers, especially ones that pounded on his door at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday night in the middle of the woods. Still, he decided against his better judgment and opened the door as far as the chain lock would allow. He installed it there himself after that incident, along with the hasp for the padlock. Ava released a trembled sigh of relief when a sliver of Owen's face appeared in the open space of the doorway. Please help me. I'm hurt. I've been attacked. Please. My name is Ava. There was a quivery pant in her voice that suggested she had been running and struggling to catch her breath. Ava heard a small clicking sound and shielded her eyes from the pool of yellow light that suddenly shined above her. The porch light helped Owen better assess the situation. As far as he could tell, she was a young woman, no older than 25, with shoulder-length hair dyed an unnatural burgundy color. She had no bag or belongings with her. With the strip of clothing she wore, he doubted she could be concealing a weapon, let alone anything else for that matter. The length of her jean skirt hardly reached mid-thigh and led Owen to notice a smear of dirt and blood just below it. Dead leaves clung to a dark halter top that hung loosely off her small frame. What happened to you? 
Owen's voice was unrefined and gruff from sleep. I was attacked. It must have been a wild animal. I didn't get a good look at it. Can I come in, please? Just to wash the blood off. She shifted her weight and wrapped her arms around her body. Her chest and outer arms were covered with thin red scratches, most likely caused by branches and brush. With a hefty sigh, Owen told her to give him a minute and shut the door. On the other side, she could make out the sound of sliding metal and the jangling of keys. The door opened slowly with a plangent moan and Ava uttered a small thank you before slipping inside. Owen eyed her carefully. In silence, he offered her a seat, nodding his head in the direction of an old chair. Ava looked around curiously and lowered herself into the seat with a small grunt, minding her injured leg. It was a humble little cabin. Nothing stood out about it. It looked how Ava expected an off-the-grid home would. It was cozy and modestly furnished with visibly aged furniture kissed with dust. The folding bed in the corner suggested that the cabin didn't extend into separate bedrooms, and the door at the back wall was either a closet or bathroom. A tiny section on the far right of the room was a designated kitchen space and only a few feet away from where Ava sat. You say you were attacked? Owen asked from the kitchen. He was wetting a rag at the sink. Ava bit her bottom lip and paused for a moment before speaking. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe a bear or a fox came out of nowhere. With heavy feet, he trudged over to Ava and handed her the rag. For your leg. She pressed it against the bloody cut and winced. He settled in the other chair across from her. A bear or a fox? One hardly seems like the other, he remarked as if it were an accusation. She kept her head down and eyes lowered. I didn't get a good look. It was all a blur. Silence ensued for several moments, and Ava continued to clean her wound as Owen watched intently. His eyes were narrow downturned slots, deep blue things that glinted with what seemed like sadness and another element that was hard for Ava to put into words. Her own eyes were still wet with pain and fear. She didn't realize she was crying until a hot tear plopped down on the back of her hand. She wiped the wet trail away quickly and sniffled quietly. Name's Owen. Schulte. Ava managed a half-smile that quickly faded when she followed the line of his gaze back to her inner arm. Pink and brown sores were scattered across her skin like crude checker discs. She dropped the now-bloodied rag, tucked her hands under her armpits, and sputtered defensively. They're old scars. I I'm clean now. Owen threw a hand up. Pardon. It wasn't right for me to stare. Ava noticed a wink of gold around his finger, but didn't comment on it. It's all right. She returned the gaze and took in his entire form for the first time. He was somewhat of a burly man, complete with a full beard and dark wave of hair mostly hidden underneath his beanie. The only outlier in his appearance was a scar on his left cheek. It looked as if he had taken a miniature rake to the face. So, Ava, why are you out there all alone? It's not safe, especially for someone like you. Her knee bounced on its own. I hitchhiked for, I don't know, a couple hundred miles, maybe? I just needed to get away from everything, you know? She shrugged and gave a wry smile with a faraway gaze. The last guy I was riding with dropped me off on the road when he realized I wasn't a prostitute. Spent a couple nights in the clearing not too far from here. Heard a noise in the woods. Felt like something was watching me. Then you were attacked? Ava nodded. Lost all my things when I ran. Now I'm here. Owen wet his lips with a wide tongue and leaned forward with his hands clutched together. If you're running from someone, something, and I don't mean whatever it is you say attacked you, but a real problem back at home, you should at least have a plan. 
She opened and closed her mouth and shook her head. I'm not. Owen considered her with a look she couldn't quite interpret, and she continued. I swear, I have no reason to lie. Owen retreated backward into his seat and changed the subject. How long have you been clean? Four months, two weeks, and three days. A couple of weeks back, I found some cigarette cartons up the creek. Was that you? Ava shook her head. Her eyes wandered and caught on a photograph resting on the little table between them. My lovely wife, Owen introduced as if she were standing in the very room. May I? Owen gave a quiet nod and Ava extended her arm to lift the photo off the table. Beautiful. She died five years ago. Bad heart. Long wait list. He rubbed his chest and continued. I would have given her mine if we were a match. Ava's eyebrows knit with pity. I'm so sorry. It must be lonely. Truth be told, I never do feel completely alone. I still feel her. Her presence. You think that's odd? His eyes met hers with a precise look, scanning her face pointedly as if her response would be the determinant of some unknown factor. Ava's lips curled into a soft smile, and she set the photo back down. No, that's... that's wonderful, actually. He held her gaze for another moment before constructing his next question, lowered his voice hardly above a whisper. Can I tell you something? Of course. Ava matched his tone. He leaned forward in his chair. I think my wife is out there. Where? He tilted his head towards the front door. In the woods. What makes you say that? Ava kept a calm demeanor. I hear her calling my name. When I'm out there. Hunting, chopping wood, taking a piss even. She's always there, only I can't see her. What do you make of that? The gaze in his eyes seemed to evolve in a way that troubled Ava. She shifted in her seat uncomfortably and rubbed her arms, realizing she was cold. An abrupt knock at the door ripped their attention away from each other and toward the front of the house. I thought you were alone. Owen's eyes narrowed suspiciously at Ava. I am. She rose from the seat and faced the door with large eyes. Owen repeated the same exact cautious steps he did when Ava had knocked on the door. She watched him open it just a crack before locking it back shut. He offered a lazy shrug and secured the padlock. Nobody. Probably the wind, she was quick to say, although her tone suggested she held a different opinion. Maybe. He leaned his shotgun against the wall next to the door. He cued in on her renewed antsiness and wondered whether it was the knock that suddenly had her on edge, the alleged attack, or something else altogether. He couldn't help but sense it was the latter. He didn't like that. Can I use your bathroom? Her eyes were bouncy wild things. He pointed a finger at the door behind her. Just through that door there. Ava ventured over to it. When the tips of her fingers touched the handle, she yanked her hand back quickly and cradled it with the other. Owen noticed the movement. I've got to fix that door. Jams up sometimes, especially in winter. His words dripped out in a slow, intentional cadence. She took a deep breath and wrapped her hand around the handle, feeling its incredible temperature sting her skin for the second time. Without a doubt, that was happening again. Ava locked the door shut behind her and pressed her back against it. She cupped her face with trembling hands and slid down to the floor. Please, please, not again. I can't do this. I can't. Just leave me alone. She sobbed quietly into her palms. She shivered when she felt the frigid grasp around her waist, its spindly finger playing with her hair like a loving mother, only it wasn't loving. 
It was a selfish, wretched thing that wanted to use her. It was the first time it had seeped back into her life since she had gotten sober, and the reason she started shooting up in the first place. When she was high, it never came around. It stayed far, far away. It seemed to avoid her when she was in that kind of condition for reasons of its own. Ava had been using long enough that she thought she had gotten rid of it permanently. Maybe it had chosen someone else, she thought. At least, until it found her again sleeping in the forest, a repurified vessel swept clean, and a sensitive one at that. It treasured her as a child and followed her into adulthood. It grew with her, graduating from being an imaginary friend to the shadow, to what she inevitably began to acknowledge as the murmur, the voice, the malice, the thirst, the unforgiveness, the very hands of the damned personified. What do you want this time? Ava's words trickled out weakly. Suddenly she gasped, and her body fell limp as if struck by an unseeable force. Her arms and legs seized up, her fingers and toes curled inwards, and as her eyelids flickered open and shut, her eyes rolled to the back of her head. Her body jerked sharply in quick intervals while moving images, unknown to her, flashed rapidly in her mind. Silver, red, scratches, dark hair, rope, a running bath. Accompanying those images were racing thoughts and emotions, secondhand feelings that didn't belong to Ava, yet she suffered through every single one as if they were her own. When it was over, she remained on the ground, still as a corpse. Hot tears leaked from her eyes and saliva slid down the corners of her mouth in a white froth. She closed her eyes to catch her breath. She attempted to speak, to call out for help, but her throat jumped in tiny spasms. The murmur cupped its invisible hands under Ava's head and stroked the side of her face. Despite her fear, the cool sensation felt good against her skin that was sticky with sweat. Ava was on her feet a second later. She couldn't tell whether she was managing her own strength or if the murmur was holding her up like a puppet on strings. Either way, she was relieved the fit it passed and rubbed her head, wondering how much time it passed, if any. Ava? Owen's voice was muffled on the other side. I made coffee. Milk and sugar? Ava nodded at her own reflection in the murky mirror before her, neglecting the fact that Owen couldn't see her. Finally, she cleared her throat and uttered a small yes. When his presence receded from behind the door, Ava ripped a few sheets of toilet paper off the roll sitting on the tank and dabbed her face with it. She disposed of the piece in the toilet and began to flush when a small red thing stole her attention. It was peeking out from behind the base of the toilet. Ava fell to her hands and knees and retrieved the item, turning it over in her hand. It was a woman's hair clip, silver, with a red flower at the end. A single strand of curly black hair coiled tightly around the clip. Ava considered it for a moment and remembered the picture of Owen's wife, but she was a natural blonde. A wave of deja vu rippled through Ava's psyche. She had seen these things before. The toilet, the clip, the hair, and the cloudy bathroom mirror speckled with lime and calcium stains. All of them were from the flashing images. Even so, Ava couldn't make sense of it. There were dots that still needed connecting. Everything else she had seen in the vision was a blur. It all happened so fast that she had already forgotten most of what she was shown. Ava forced her eyes shut as she concentrated on bringing up the rest of the images she had seen to the forefront of her mind. There were over two dozen of them. The murmur kept the images clear for her like cue cards. It whispered names and reasons in her ear in an esoteric harmony. Ava's eyes snapped open, her gaze vacant but clear. Her mouth was drawn in a taut line, serious and reserved. When she emerged from the bathroom, Owen was standing in the kitchen with his back turned to her, 
stirring a cup of coffee. When the wood floor creaked behind him, he turned to face her. Coffee's ready. He drew his thin lips together in a tight smile that melted away quickly as he met her gaze. Her expressionless face produced a disagreeable feeling in him, and he flinched at the sight of it. He recovered quickly and presented the blue mug to her. Light brown liquid sloshed inside. Ava remained still and kept her eyes on him. What did you put in there? Owen flinched again, his tongue tripped over his own words. Nothing. Why? Nothing. He could feel his face growing visibly warmer, a knot formed in the middle of his throat. No milk or sugar? She sounded flirtatious almost. Oh. He exhaled in relief. Milk and sugar, like you said. Here. He pressed the cup into her hand gently and reminded her it was hot. I should be telling you the same thing. Her voice was calm. Hmm? That it's hot. An icy smile pulled at the corners of her mouth before she flicked the cup in his direction, sending a big splash of hot liquid his way. Owen had no time to react, and the coffee released a high-pitched whistle as it contacted with his skin. He released a guttural scream and fell backward toward the counter. He used one hand to catch the edge of the sink to keep from falling over and pressed the other against his left cheek. Thin lines of steam swirled off from his face like tiny ghosts. You tried to drug me, didn't you? What? Drunk. She enunciated each syllable clearly and emphatically, uttering the words as if she could feel the shape of the individual letters in her mouth. A throaty growl interrupted his cry. Ketamine! He shot his hand out to grab her, but his foot slipped on the wet floor. He panted like a wild animal and spoke through clenched teeth. How did you know? Because Anna told me. The name came easily, falling from her mouth as if rehearsed. Owen continued to make dreadful sounds as she carried on. Anna Howard. How? How do you know that name? Anna isn't your wife, is she? No. She's the woman you murdered four months ago. What? He fumbled around the counter and grabbed the first towel he could find. His hands trembled as he soaked it with cold water and squeezed it over the right side of his puffy red face. The burn blisters were already starting to form. Who sent you? You a cop? He squeezed more water. No. She shook her head slowly. I'm just a vessel. What are you talking about? Ava remained persistent in her interrogation. What were you planning to do with me after I drank the coffee and passed out? Nothing. Don't lie. The murmur doesn't like it. I was gonna tie you up, take you in the bathroom. He growled. And then what? Ava wasn't asking because she didn't know. She just wanted him to say it. Or rather, the murmur wanted him to. The catamine, tape, knife, and rope. Do you keep them in the cupboard over the sink? Ava nodded her head towards the cupboard behind him. Owen had double-checked it just moments ago to ensure everything was in place while Ava was in the bathroom. If things went like they did the last several times, she would have been his eighth victim. When his wife died, he made an irrevocable vow to her. He held her lifeless body tight in his arms and pressed his palm against her chest right over her quitting heart. He whispered in her unhearing ear that he would fix things and slipped her ring off her finger and into his pocket. He acknowledged his failure at finding her a heart and in return promised to find an entirely new body, a living one that her spirit would inhabit. And so, on that day, in that instant, a man of no religion, of no beliefs in anything but the cruelty of the world, had his soul blackened by grief desperation, and hungry superstition. Feeding it, he thought, 
was the only thing that would quell his deep anguish. I don't know what you're talking about, Owen lied. The pain began to blur his vision. His surroundings faded in and out of clarity. Ava became a nebulous shape before him. Ava continued, I know. I know everything. I know about Anna Howard, Teresa Lopez, Priscilla Mayhart, the other four and what you did to them. Why you did it. Names of the latest women that fell victim to Owen's mad quest. He attempted various things on them, acts that became more depraved than the one before it. He imagined he had to howl them out somehow to make room for his wife, but nothing had worked. None were a match, but Ava. He thought there was something different about her, that she could be the one, but she was ruining the plan, getting between him and his wife. This made Owen furious. His anger erupted in a primal scream that competed with the pain pulsing at the side of his face and he charged her in a blind rage. His heavy body pinned her to the floor. He clamped his hands down over her wrists, completely immobilizing her. You're the one, he seethed. Flecks of his spit sprayed her face. She gagged at the rotten smell emanating from his mouth. I have to finish this. Now Owen was smiling a crazed smile that was a mismatch to the blistering wet skin consuming half his face. He lifted one hand to form a meaty fist and brought it back down on her face. The strike instantly drew blood from Ava's nose. The second and third ones busted her bottom lip and numbed her jaw. Ava squirmed like a bug underneath him. She knocked her free hand against his chest weakly, futilely. Her vision flickered in and out and Owen's form split in two. Ava felt as if she were looking through a dimming kaleidoscope. The world around her was blackening. Owen put his hand down. He found her smashed up face amusing and gave a throaty laugh. It's gotta be you. You're the one, he repeated with a pleased nod of discovery. Ava bared her teeth in pain. They were stained from the pool of blood growing in her mouth. Her voice was brittle and damp. Anna, Priscilla, Teresa, they're a part of the murmur now. They're angry. Owen shook his head in denial and rested his hand around her neck. Shut up. I know you did it for your wife. For Carol. Don't say her name. He applied a bit of pressure. Her breath staggered. But Carol is gone. She isn't coming back. No. I heard her voice. He tightened his grip. I know what she needs me to do. She fought through every word with all her effort each one released with increasing difficulty and pain. They're just echoes of memories, grief, pain, longing to see your wife again, to be with her. Echoes, but not her. Impossible! Now he is fully choking Ava. She clawed and scratched at his hand, but he persisted until she stopped moving. I still need you alive, he admitted and ripped his hands away. Ava felt his weight disappear from her body, but she still couldn't move. You. Others. For Carol. She couldn't make sense of what he was saying or of the world around her. Her senses only worked in fragments. First, she heard a loud tearing noise, then thought maybe he had her by the ankles and was dragging her somewhere. The hard floor beneath her had somehow grown much softer. Owen stared down at her on the bed. The roll of tape in his hands matched the one over her mouth and around her ankles and wrists. And his other hand was the rope. But that didn't come into play until later. Industrial-grade tape. You'd be surprised how expensive it is. 
was the last thing Ava heard before she fell completely unconscious. When she awoke, she felt something tickling her forehead. Owen was parting her bangs with his stubby fingers. You have an acceptable face, pretty eyes, but these... He brushed his fingertips against the scarred skin on her arms. These are unsightly. He squeezed her arm and shouted into her face. Why would you do this to yourself? He paused for a moment and released a sigh. I'll have to clean you up first. Carol always hated dirty things. How's a bat sound, hmm? He stroked her cheek lovingly and smiled. I'll make sure the water's nice and hot like the coffee. He punctuated his sentence with a stifled shout rife with anger. Ava could only groan in response. She watched him lift himself off the bed and disappear into the bathroom. The sound of running water wafted from it. Owen stared at his reflection in the clouded mirror and snarled at it. A greater portion of his face was wrapped in soggy bandages. His hair, eyes, tip of his nose, and mouth poked out from the open spaces. A droplet of water leaked off the bottom of the bandage mask and fell into the sink strain. Meanwhile, Ava attempted to sit up on the bed. She moaned in pain and frustration and continued to topple over. She was still dizzy and confused from being hit so hard. Weakly, she moved her head in search of Owen's shotgun, but it wasn't where he had left it or anywhere in sight. When she discovered a wedding ring newly planted around her finger, she began to tremble and sob. This carried on until an icy cold sensation swept across her face. Her cheeks slightly raised up as if someone were pressing them. Or something. Ava closed her eyes and her chest rose and fell with a sigh of relief. She always thought of the murmur as a parasitic entity and herself as the victim of the personal torment she endured being its host, but it needed her alive and would do anything to protect her. It was waiting patiently, charging its power and feasting off the deluge of fear and emotions, the immense feelings that marinated Ava's soul for years and the emotions that were dripping off the walls and seeping from the secretive cracks in the wood floor. Ava had experienced small events, the flickering of lights, knocking on doors, the breaking of objects, and even demonstrations of telepathic abilities. But those only came in quick random bursts out of her control, before the first time she would attempt to use its power at will. Together, Murmur and Ava snatched the tape off her lips. She held her tied up wrists in the air and it unraveled and fell to the floor. Next were her feet. Ava sat on the edge of the bed with her head lowered. Her shoulders bobbed up and down in a slow rhythm as she steeled her breathing. Owen emerged from the bathroom with a bath towel hung over his shoulder. His eyes widened in disbelief, then narrowed in anger. How did you get loose? It knocked, and you let it in. Ava's voice was quiet and chilling as the night's winter wind. What? His fist curled in a slow clench. She lifted her head steadily and delivered her eyes to his. I did too. Owen was prepared to charge her once again, to make her shut up. But for one reason or another, his feet remained planted on the floor. He didn't move a muscle. She rose from the bed and stood, arms hanging at her side as Owen felt another pair of hands tightening around his throat. His eyes bulged from his head, and he clawed wildly at his own flesh while Ava inched closer and closer to him. He lifted his fist and aimed it at her head and body. But every time he swung, he was met with an invisible wall blocking his way. Still, he continued to swing only to repeatedly smash his knuckles in the process. By the time he gave up, the backs of his hands were raw, bloodied, and peeling. His fingers trembled. 
Ava took her own hands and held his head between them. Now, on the outside, she began to say as she unfastened the bandages from around his face, you look like the monster you let yourself become. The bandages fell to the ground with a small, liquid thud. Owen's face now lay bare and scarred. Second-degree burns bubbled and blistered along the skin of his cheek and glistening white webs. Even though she held her face only centimeters from his, he kept his hands in place, unable to move even if he wanted to. Ava's gaze swept across his naked face with a unique blend of emotion he couldn't quite decipher. It sent a shiver down his spine and weakened his knees. She took a step back and held her hand out in front of her with her palm facing the ceiling. At the same time, Owen's feet disconnected from the ground. For a moment, he thought he was levitating, until he remembered invisible hands were still around his throat. The power had picked him up and lifted him into the air. No, Owen managed to utter. He flailed about wildly and began to sob. Even his own tears retaliated against him, stinging as they slid down a face already searing with pain. I'm sorry, he choked out. Please, let me go. I won't do it again. I won't. Each one of them said the same thing when they begged for their lives. Did you listen? Before Owen could answer, his head was forcefully spun around in the opposite direction of his body, the sudden motion accompanied by a sick snapping sound. His body dropped to the floor with a heavy clunk that shook the entire cabin. Almost immediately, Ava's knees buckled and she staggered to the floor. Exhausted, she crawled to the nearest chair, heaving for breath. She pulled herself up into the seat and rested her head on the backrest. Remembering the wedding ring still around her finger, she pulled it off and held it in front of her face. Slowly, she turned it over in her hand and stared at it in silent contemplation. With a shaky sigh, she squeezed the ring in her fist before releasing it, allowing it to roll to the floor. Coincidentally, it found its way back to Owen and stopped directly in front of his gaping eye. It was then and there that Ava made a decision. Finally, she would no longer fight against it. She was ready to embrace it and accept that she and the murmur were one. A solitary tear rolled from her eye, accompanied by the relief of an overdue acceptance. Thanks again to our patrons for supporting this podcast. Because of your support, listeners around the world get creepy tales in their ears every other week. If you want new stories every week, the only way for that to happen is to join the Nightlight Legion by going to nightlightpod.com legion. You can also make a one-time donation via PayPal at nightlightpod.com donate. If you're unable to support us financially, word of mouth is the next best way to help. Written reviews are always the best way to help, so be sure to leave a few kind words on your podcast platform of choice. You can also rate us if you're in a hurry or give us a shout out on your favorite social media at nightlightpod or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ransompodcasts. Audio production for this episode by Davis Walden. Join us next time, and be sure to leave your nightlight on. You never know what might be cohabitating with you in the dark. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.